This is Literary London on 104.4 FM, also on BohemianBritain.com. How you doing? Tis I, Nick Hennigan, coming at you from, guess what, a pub. Yeah, okay. Now, um, it's a pub because, obviously, research is crucial and we live in London, or I do anyway, you might not do. I know Catherine California doesn't, although she keeps threatening to come and see us. But, um, yes, tonight uh, was a bit of a do. Um, If I'm brutally honest, I actually missed uh, a recording. I've I've had a lovely chat with a chap called Tim O'Brien, who's written a book called Raising a Glass to the Church Alarms. The Church Alarms, of course, is a pub in Kensington, um, and a pub uh, that was made, I suppose that's the right way of expressing it, made by the landlord. Now, nowadays, of course, we hear these stories about pubs are closing, you know, many pubs are closing every day. It's, you know, alcohol is obviously not clever, you know, over abuse of alcohol is not clever. Um, but ever since lockdown, I've always been aware of the fact that the pub is perhaps more and more important than it used to be, in a sense. The more we get connected, the more perhaps we need places where we can sit and chat, <coughs> which of course is what I'm doing now. Oh, there's a glass smashed over there. It's all right, it was the barmaid by accident. So, <coughs> um, the, Kensi- the Church of Arms is in Kensington. It's a brilliant little place, well, a big place. Uh, uh, and if you've ever been in Kensington up Church Street, you will have seen the pub. It's probably the only pub in London that's completely covered with flowers and um, growing boxes. Um, and so Tim O'Brien is the author of this new book, Raising a Glass to the Church at Arms. And I had a chat with him, which I've just lost. But what I thought I'd do, I'll have a chat with him tomorrow. I'll, I'll make it up again. But I was fortunate enough, in a sense, to be with Jerry, uh, Jerry O'Brien, who kind of, as I say, he turned up as a, a young man in London, what, 40-odd years ago. And then ended up, what do you know what? I think I'll let him tell you the tale. Because, fortunately, me, you know, being, well, interested in pubs. And vaguely Irish, I'll use that as an excuse. I actually had a chat with uh, uh, with, uh, with Jerry on his very last day at the Church of Arms. So after 40 years of working in pubs in London, I had a chat with him. So I'll play this. This is about six or seven years ago. But it'll set us up nicely for the chat that I'm going to do <laughs> with Tim O'Brien, who is the author of the book, Raising a Glass to the Church of Arms. So now it's time to go back in time. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Yeah. I'm Nick Hannigan. This is Literary London on Residence 104.4 FM. Now, if you've ever been in Kensington, or you've ever been on a 27 bus, you will have seen the church alarms. And tonight is a very special night because your man's leaving. Your man, your man is absolutely, after 50 years behind bars, you know, I'm finally, I suppose, a free man, if we call it like that. But of course, I've got uh, great memories, wonderful memories, very sad to be leaving where I've been for 32 years here at the Churchill most wonderful part of London as well, you know, and the Churchill has been magnificent. Memories that I couldn't dream of has, have happened here for me. And um, those will hopefully stay with me and they will forever and ever, Nick, you know. And uh, I hope to come back and visit all the time. So I'm not saying goodbye forever. I'm sure, you'll be, I'm sure you'll be very welcome later. So you're officially the manager, is that, is that, because you're not the owner, it's a fullest pub, isn't it? Yeah, fullest pub, oh, it's fullest pub, yes, yeah. yeah. But they, get, they let me 
go ahead and do what I wanted to express myself here and do what I thought was right and hopefully I think most of it was right you know when you think of it so I've got great um, great uh, thank you to them for allowing me to do that you know and especially what Fuller stand for the name the family their tradition and their beer of course as well you know so I'm mean, very lucky to be involved with them uh, Nick. it's a good man so uh, can you remember your first day here had you done pubs before oh, yeah, Nick, indeed I've been in the business well I came over when I was 16 and a half Nick 50, uh, yes 16 and a half from? Uh, 50 years ago, imagine last month. County, where are you from? From County Clare. Yeah. yeah, and I always wanted to be a barman for some reason, I, uh, and just was in my mind. And got my first job in Marylebone High Street, the Prince Regent pub in my, with Michael Tierney, and then worked away for a few years there. Worked my way up along, assistant manager then. Then I got an assistant manager job in another house. Then I got my first pub in South Kensington, the Drayton Arms in South Kensington. It was about 40 years ago now, I suppose. Here we are, talking about time. How I know, I know. The Drayton Arms is a pub theatre. Beautiful pub, beautiful pub. It was then it was taken over by the brewery from the private company and it was a different scene. Then Fuller's uh, were drinking there. You never knew who they, who people are. Sometimes, you know, they invited me to meet them. I had a chat and we, they offered me here and another one. But this was the... F- this was the favourite for me, and thank God it's worked out so well. It's uh, well, I can't put words to it how, how good it's been, you know. But and do you, mind, do you mind me asking what what brought you to to England in the first place? Was it just because you wanted yeah. to expand your horizons well, a bit? My, or? Yeah, well, my sister was in Ireland. Uh, from uh, she was nursing, she was at home. She was coming back. I had a couple of weeks free at home, so I said I'd come over and see London. Now straight from the from the countryside at home, you know, and Claire. And it was a sh- shock in one way, but I was just excited by it. But the fact that my sister was here, I felt, you know, someone here to look out for me for a while. Then I, a few weeks, a few days, I thought, I would we look for a barman's job? Would I want to get a job here? And I was so lucky. The Irish Post had a, an ad going. I got to the Prince Regent, and whatever I said or did or whatever, I, he liked me, the man liked me, and he took me on, offered me a home there. We lived in as well. Staff lived in those days as well, you know, which was wonderful. So imagine that, to get a job and a home, Marylebone High Street, at that age and straight away from coming over wasn't that some bit of luck as well wasn't it you know or talent absolutely or attitude yes <laughs> i know but was yeah and, and i must mention as well because the, the pub it's it's called why has it always been the churchill arms oh yeah no no since the second world war it was called the bedford arms previous to that still a connection with churchill there you know but the war after the second world war with winston churchill being of course the man at the time was renamed uh, after him then so it's been Winston Churchill at the Churchill Arms ever since and of course I love history as well and it was suitable and I you know what a treat for me it was to use that as part of the pubs you know um, memorabilia and talking points and Churchill's birthday night we celebrate and we even had Churchill's youngest daughter to visit it's about 10 12 years ago Lady Mary Soames well, one afternoon she spent here was that lovely it was not nice so, and I, I quite like the pub inside if no one's been there. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. What's, I don't know what's well, going to happen when you've gone. <laughs> well, I mean, the brewery, I'm sure, will look out for everything as good as. They bought everything from me anyway. It's all going to stay. So it should stay. The flowers should all stay, providing everyone looks out for everything. Well, I was going to say, because you've really made it your way, it feels like mm. a local pub. I mean, I know it is. That's a strange thing to say. It doesn't feel in any way corporate. And I've got to mention as well, obviously, because it's stereo. And if you look at these, the, the flowers, the, the, the Churchill, even if you never go to a pub, you will know the Churchill arms right. because of the flowers. That's How right. did that start? Yeah. And what was well, the, the idea behind I, that? I always thought, I always liked plants and flowers and shrubs and all that. Sure. But when I came, of course, no garden. We didn't have a garden. So summertime, you know, you'd open your doors and you had nothing outside, nothing. And I looked up and I thought, I've got to hang a few baskets someday. My second year I did. And then the third year I did a few more. And then I, luckily I met this great lad that was working in the garden centre. And he'd heard about me here and he heard about the 
pub or something and he came along and I offered him to do some for me or he offered to do some he did lovely job I said look at you can do mine from now on outside I'll do inside and bit by bit every year we added another one or two and look at what we have now it's right to the do chimney top do yeah. you know how many hanging baskets there yes, are yes we have 48 hanging baskets <laughs> 40 and 42 window tubs you know and then we've got the chimneys as well uh, Nick you know and then the tubs on the floor out there you know so can you imagine but it's great I love to see people passing when taking stopping you know I don't think anyone stops passes without stopping yeah. they take the camera and then the picture and I think that's a wonderful sight to see you know people people you know, appreciate it so much and yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's certainly one of the reasons that I, I first noticed it yeah. as well in fact it's funny enough a friend of mine's father was born in his pub back in the 1930s O'Malley Terence O'Malley that's a really? kind of a surreal yeah I just really? how surreal is that yeah is that right they've ran yeah. this pub he was born in here yes in this pub I need to find out more because he's passed away really? now but uh, right. I need to find out a bit more about sure. it but it's just right. so that's spook isn't it really is that right oh my god yeah. well yeah. about that that's fantastic we know I've had so many people teams of lovely people working with me all the years they've gone and this year I had three couples come to see me they were the children of the people that used to work for me years ago from Australia South Africa New Zealand it's not amazing you know and I thought here am I still working behind the bar and I, so I married the pub Nick I think I've married the pub but it's lovely to just have that too but that's a great story of yours you know yeah, it is actually to find a bit more detail if it's I a lovely it's a lovely pub it's the old yeah. style it's over 260 years old you know and it's got all that lovely wood the beams the windows the lead and all that and the lovely screens them lovely Victorian screens on the bar the snob screen snob things. screens they're lovely. it's amazing isn't the story and I love I used to love flicking them around behind the bar and <laughs> you know and having private chats if we call it for a minute here are a few good few confessions I think through them you know that thing, you know. <laughs> were they were so, they did you add those or were they they were here when I came Nick no oh, they, they were, were here yes actually there was, they were all over the bar and I took had some take some away I couldn't see anyone in front of me properly and I couldn't see who was coming in and out and I had to take a section of them down so I, I, I did that. The brewery wasn't too happy, but I said, please give me a few months and see how we get on. And we had. But they were a lovely thing. But it was a complete section that I had to take down, unfortunately. But we still have them at the end, you see. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's opened up this side of the bar, too, so you can see people. And, and the yeah. fact that they're there, sort of the original, they've yeah. been there from when they were originally They were happy, in. and they put them somewhere else, the brewery fellows, they have them still. But you, can't, you had to see people coming in and out. You had to say goodbye, hello. You didn't know who you couldn't see them behind. They looked lovely from the front, looking in. Yeah. But from inside operating, you want to see your yeah. you want to see your people, don't you? You know, and, and have the old wave and all that and chat and all that. And uh, I, I, I was able to do that, thank God. Yeah, well, and, and it's a fantastic pub. It looks yes. brilliant. It's, and you, how long again you've been here for? Thirty-two, how long? Nick. Thirty-two years. years. Yeah, thirty-two now. You've got to have, I know, because this is your sort of farewell party, I'm hogging you a bit, yes, but there's got I'm to be, just just share with us, maybe your favourite memory here and perhaps your, your worst memory. Let's oh, do the worst, because we've got a bad memory here. Oh, Nick, bad memory. I suppose, Nick, when I fell down the stairs and broke my knee ten years ago, I was carried out up to St Mary's in Paddington. I had to spend six months away from here. That was that, that, that couldn't have been anything to me worse than that, but that did happen. But I recovered well after that. And the best memory i got, Nick, Nick there's so many. Well, look, I thought a great memory was having uh, Churchill's youngest daughter, Eddie Soames, come to see me. Now, we've had lots of wonderful people coming in there, Nick, and all our locals and, res and, res and regulars, because without them, you don't have a pub either. But to have, you know, other people, special people and all that, but Eddie Soames, Mary Soames, and especially I love, I love history, and to be able to talk with her for a whole afternoon at the table, we drank a bottle of champagne between us, Paul Roger, <laughs> you know, his favourite champagne. Yeah. That to me, I think, is a great memory to have. Really, yeah, and yeah. it's one that you'll, you'll be, and I've, I've got to ask, uh, presumably, 
you know, you're in a fairly affluent part of, yes. of London, but uh, you've had a fair supply of celebrities and writers. We do and everybody, but we have so many people from everywhere, Nick. People seem to mix around us and come from everywhere. Young, old, all nationalities. Well, that's how I like it to be, isn't it? That's why everyone is important when they walk in the door. You welcome everyone and everything grows from that and I think it's fantastic isn't it? You it know? is and I must confess just I mean not because you're here but the two yeah. or three times I've been here yes. regularly it's yeah. felt like a yes, local a and people will That's talk right. to you which yes, is unusual exactly. in London. Yes isn't it I know and this is the magic of here and this is what always kept me going and drove me on to maintain that and keep that here and keep that welcome and keep that everything service look after people recognize them when they're going goodbye when they come in hello and I think that's fierce important and then all our lovely locals and regulars that have lived here for years and two they love to see new people coming to the house as well vice versa I think and the whole thing just gets it gets going that way you know talking point and it's a, there's never a dull minute there hasn't been really Nick there really hasn't oh, fantastic so, um, yeah. I've got to ask what next then say so you're retiring oh, yeah Nick my knees are buckling to be honest with you I can't keep up that pace from behind the bar where I used to love being operating and seeing everywhere and everyone but I'm going back to Clare my county Clare where I come from my home county and I hope to get involved in a bit of tourism there if I can and maybe welcoming all the people that I know here over to County Clare and show them around and give them a good time there. Wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't well, it? it will. We have a lot of Americans yes, listening to these podcasts as well. So that'd if be I, cool. Yes, if I can. <laughs> so I hope that works out. Nick. Well, yeah. have a fa- thank you so yeah. much for your time. Right, God thank bless. You and, uh, have and a lovely, so happy retirement. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, uh, I don't want to sit down yet, but I, I'll take it easier for a while. <laughs> yeah, course, you know. well, lots of people want to talk to you as well. So. Know, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. The love line came. I thought the world had not put joy on me, and even though we've drifted far apart, I never dreamed. But what I dream of. As I've never loved before Since first I saw you on the village green Come to me in my dreams of love alone I love you as I loved you when you were sweet When you were sweet Sixteen 
I love you as I've never loved before. Since first I saw you on the village screen, oh, to me, they're my dreams of love alone. I love you. When you are sweet, when you are sweet, sixteen, sing it with me. I love you as I've never loved before. Since first I saw you. Tears come to me in my dreams. I love you as I loved you when you were sweet. When you were sweet. The last time, come on, let's see you. I love you as I've never loved before. Since first I saw you on the village come to me in my dreams of love. I love you. When you are sweet, when you are sweet, sixteen. So, after the glory of Jerry's uh, farewell speech, I've kind of managed to track down, and in fact, I've ambushed really, I suppose, is a fair way of talking about it. Two people who are in the the press business. Um, actually, I don't know your names. <laughs> uh, I'm Mark, and I'm Simon. And what and lovely is that you're working for a national newspaper now. So, so we're both journalists, uh, both designers, journalists for for national newspapers. And this pub has been um, has been our refuge for for oh, 20 years, I would say. It's getting that way. Yes, it's been. A, uh, definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, post Fleet Street, um, uh, uh, definitely a, a pub that was one of the first post Fleet Street pubs uh, before my time, um, but still terrific uh, today. And of course you had a hand in the success of this place, didn't you? Because Jerry, obviously, so let me just go back a bit. The reason you're both here now, because you did say earlier you haven't seen each other for ages, is presumably you've got a sort of a bit of a soft spot for Jerry and the way this pub was created. Was this work? So, so back, back in, uh, I think, 1996 or seven, um, the Evening Standard awarded Jerry the pub of the year. Um, and you're writing for the Evening Standard, so you might have had something to do with that. Uh, yeah, well, so I was, I was, 
I was part of that, and um, uh, actually, it was it, it was a bit. We shot ourselves in the foot because um, we after that we couldn't get in here. The the pub was mob. But that's a good thing because it, it's one of the always been one of the best pubs in London. Um, not only for the food it served, the Thai Jerry was one of the first first people here in London to serve Thai food, and um, now ev everyone serves Thai food. But over and above that, when you walk into this bar you feel an overwhelming sense of, um, of, of uh, camaraderie with everyone. Um, it's one of those pubs where, where a woman can walk in on her own and not feel intimidated, which is, it's got to be a good thing. It's got to be a... Like me, I feel very happy here. And it should be gives you away though, darling. <laughs> Simona, my girlfriend, Simona. <laughs> So you two work, used to work on the standard, and now you're what you're as a writer now. You're writing for the I'm Mail. I'm a features editor at the Daily Mail. And that, is that is that quite near? I, don't, I have no idea. Is that quite near here? Yeah, we're, we're we're both in the uh, in, in the glorious Northgate House, which we're very proud to work for uh, or work out of um, um, in the glorious world of newspapers, which are are still glorious. And uh, Jerry mentioned us. Uh, in his uh, leaving speech tonight, uh, the Daily Mail uh, and the Evening Standard, which got a few groans, but uh, <laughs> but nevertheless uh, have uh, been big contributors to the profits and uh, the fun of this place. Yeah. I used to work for a radio station once, and my boss used to say the best pubs, uh, sorry, the best radio stations are those opposite pubs. And I know from doing the London Literary Pub Crawl, a lot of the guys writers would get together in Fitzroy and Soho. Was that ever a case here or for you as a writer? Well, I, I would say that um, London is losing its pubs rapidly and um, this, is, this will always be one of the best pubs in London. You know, London pub, London pub should be should be places where you can come, enjoy good beer, good fun, and good people, um, and good food if you if you can find it. But this will this will always have it. This pub will always have it. And I know it's a bit late at night to be talking such philosophical points of view. But how is it being a journalist or a print journalist nowadays in the new? kind of digital age how, how, how are you finding it no comment <laughs> yeah. and yourself uh, as vibrant <laughs> as ever yeah and you do design as well don't you yeah well it's, it, they're obviously uh, very um, changing times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. newspapers have been going for uh, well over a hundred years and our organisation has been going in the same family for yeah, well over a hundred years. The excellence of the journalism you get at the Daily Mail, uh, it will go on forever. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to ambush you. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, I think we better get the... I think that was the last orders, wasn't it? We'd better get in. Pleasure. Brilliant. Pleasure thank you. Thank you. A pleasure to speak to you.
sir, a man who cares that I could be spared Such a life of drudgery, of digging clay, tossing cocks of hay Wishing all the day that somewhere I would be free Oh, you're a rascal, Tarry Flynn, you're writing poetry instead of digging drills Strolling around the fields all day, won't you ever work or won't you ever stay? Mother, can't you see that the farmer's life It was never meant for me to reap and sow I don't want to know what to Dublin go For that's where my life shall be Oh, you're a rascal, Tarry Flynn You're writing poetry instead of digging drills Strolling around the fields all day Won't you ever work or won't you ever stay? To say goodbye, mothers always cry Take my hand and set me free When fame has come to my Dublin home Maybe then you'll come there someday and visit me Oh, you're the rascal, Tarry Flynn You're writing poetry instead of digging drills Strolling around the fields all day Won't you ever work or won't you ever stay? time to the uh, final night of Jerry O'Brien who was the manager of a church of arms for well you know how many years you've heard all about it and it's brilliant to talk as well to those journalists who um, this was what six years ago I'm sure they won't mind me using their, uh, their, their, their audio again and I shall be talking again to Tim O'Brien who's written a book called Raising a Glass to the Church Alarms the story of Jerry O'Brien an Irish pub landlord in London. Thank you for your time and as I say the, the 
You can actually hear the full interview, by the way. It's an hour and a half. You'll hear that on bohemianbritain.com if you'd like to, to do that. Uh, but we'll be talking to Tim O'Brien next time. Again, thanks for your time. I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Literary London uh, on Bohemian Britain, but mainly, of course, on Resonance 104.4 FM.